In episode number 168, I showed you how you could parse an RSS feed from another website and extract information out of it uh, as needed. But what if some data on another site that you need to access is not available in an RSS feed or some kind of API that they provide? Well, in that case, you might need to go to the last resort, which is screen scraping. And what that is is where you extract uh, different content from the actual HTML source of the page itself. And that's what I want to show you how to do in this episode. In this episode, we'll be working with a simple store-based application. And as you can see, we have a list of products here, and each product has no price listed next to it. And that's because in this simple exercise, we're going to try extracting this price from another website using screen scraping. And that specific website is walmart.com. So uh, we'll just go to walmart.com. And what we want to do automatically is just perform a search for that specific product. So in this case, we'll do lost uh, third season. And then it'll just look for the first product in the list here and just grab that price and then import it into our database. Now, a quick disclaimer here, make sure that uh, before you go off uh, screen scraping random content from various websites that uh, you're fully legal and that you read all the copyright details and and licensing information on that website. I know there's many different websites that have restrictions on that kind of thing, such as IMDB. Uh, you're really not allowed to, to screen scrape much of their content. So uh, make sure that what you're doing here is just fully fully legal. As you can imagine, there's a variety of libraries available for screen scraping in Ruby. One of the most popular nowadays is called Scrubit, which unfortunately I wasn't able to get working very well on my setup. Uh, there's maybe some little bugs I need to work out still. And also, it seems to prefer XPaths over CSS selectors, and I'm more comfortable with the latter. So, in this episode, I want to show you how to do screen scraping in a different library, because what we have is uh, our requirements are fairly simple. But uh, you may want to check out Scrubit as well, and I may cover this in a future episode. But in this episode, I'll be using the Scrapey library, which fit my needs quite nicely here. And I don't need to do anything advanced like crawling through a website. I'm just scraping one page and parsing it. So it works for simple uh, scraping needs. Now, Scrapey is available as a gem, so you can install it with a simple gem install Scrapey. And it also relies on Tidy, so you may need to install that as well. It's used for uh, cleaning up the HTML content before it parses it. And in your Rails environment config file, you can add the config.gemline for Scrapey. Now it's time to start extracting some of the content from this page here. Now before we try just extracting the price, let's try something a little simpler first uh, to get us started, uh, such as extracting the title of this page. Now when learning something new like this, I like to work outside of my Rails application so that way I can do some experimenting and just uh, see how things work and quickly check the results. So in here I just have a simple Ruby file that I'm going to do some uh, screen scraping inside of. So let's just load this up with require Ruby gems and require scrapey. And next we need to define what's called a scraper. So let's assign this to a variable here and call scraper.define and pass it a block. 
And there are several different methods you can call in this block. And one is process, and you'll be doing this quite often because this is basically where you uh, define what content you're going to scrape from the site. And you do that with CSS selectors. So the first string here is going to be the CSS selector you're going to use. In this case, we'll just say title, and that's going to grab the content of the title tag on that page. And then we want to assign this to a variable. So we can do that by passing a hash at the end here. Let's call it page name and uh, tell it to extract the text of that title tag. And then the other method you can call in here is called result. And this is where you're basically defining what's going to be returned. So you can just say page name here, and that way the page name content will be returned uh, when we scrape this. And now that our scraper is defined, we can actually do the scraping. And so we can first set a URI here, uri.parse, and then the URL to the page you want to parse. And this is just that uh, search results page we were at before. And then we can print this here. Let's just say scraper.scrape, which is a method you call to do the scraping, and then pass it that URI object. And then we can actually try running this. And it takes a few seconds to fetch the page, and there we go. There's the title of that page that we got uh, through scraping. So now instead of the page name, let's fetch the price of this first product here. So the tricky part is getting the right CSS selector to fetch this content. And one way to do this is uh, let's just inspect an element here and view the source and try to figure that out by the class names and so on. But another way to do it is using a tool called Firequark. Now Firequark is an extension of Firebug, which is only used in Firefox. So uh, if you go to this page here, which I'll link to in the show notes, you can install it by going down to the bottom here, clicking the installer, and this will actually replace the existing Firebug installation if you have that installed. So uh, keep that in mind. Anyway, once that's installed, uh, you can go to the page again, click Inspect Element. This will actually bring up Firebug, but in here, if you right-click on one of the elements, you now have some additional options in order to copy, for example, the CSS selector. You can use this one to copy a unique CSS selector for just accessing this one specific element on the page. And so now you can just paste that in here in this CSS selector string, and that will fetch that one specific element on the page using the CSS selector. And of course, you can modify this however you want. Uh, so we'll just rename this to price, and there we go. Let's try running this. And there we go. You can see that it says our price is 31.32. So uh, that's we still need to just extract the price number itself, but that's getting pretty close to the information we want. So now that we're done experimenting and we got the functionality pretty much the way we want it, let's add this into our Rails application. So here I am inside of our product model, and what I want to do here is add a class method for, uh, let's call it uh, fetch prices. And what this will do is, let's just paste in the code we created in the previous section. And what I want to do is basically fetch all the products which don't have a price yet. So uh, find all by price is nil, and then each of these let's basically extract the price inside of here. So let's move this code into this block. And now instead of just printing this, let's actually assign it to our product's price. 
Then we could extract the numbered digits from the string here. We could do that with a regular expression. So we just want everything with a period and any kind of number. Uh, there we go. Now the last thing we need to do here is change this URL so that it conditionally inserts the title of the product into the search query right here. So we could do that with uh, a cgi.escape call that will escape it for the URL and just call product.name into here. Now we can give this a try by calling product.fetchPrices. Now you may want to do this inside of a rake task or something so that it runs in the background in your Rails app, but here we'll just try this out, and as you can see, it fetched the prices for the various products. And if we go to our application and hit reload from no price to prices extracted from the Walmart site. Now I want to finish off this episode by showing you a few more things that you could do with Scrapey. Now, I've only scratched the surface so far because we've just been fetching the content of a single tag on the page. Uh, you can do a lot more, such as fetch content from multiple tags. And how do we do that? Well, let's say we have a title for our product and we want to fetch that along with the price. So we could just duplicate this line here and then use the CSS selector for the title. And I've already looked it up. It's just called a.prodlink. And let's assign this to a variable called title and then return that in the result list as well. And let's try running this. So now notice we don't get a simple string back anymore. We now get a struct object, and this has attributes of price and title. So we could actually use this and actually just call uh, product.title, product.price, and just return it like that. And there we go. There's our product title and price listed here. But let's take this one step further. Notice on our search results page, we have a whole list of products, not just a single product. And currently, we're just fetching the first price and title. So how do we fetch all of the product prices and titles all in a single an array? Well, to do that, we have to find a CSS selector that's generic enough to match all of the items in the list. And to do that, using FireQuark, we can go inspect element. And then so here's an item. And we just want to call uh, copy CSS selector and not copy unique CSS selector. We want to just do the generic one. And then it says, how many items uh, do you want to fetch that are in the list? And well, there are seven results in the search page. We'll say seven. Click OK. And then it copied our CSS uh, selector. So if we just paste this in here, well, you notice it's very simple, just a call to div.item, and that will select all the items in the search results. And that's exactly what we want. But how do we use this in Scrapey to return an array of results? Well, you just call array in here and then pass a variable name that you can make up. So let's just call it items. And that uh, will basically set this up so that it knows it's going to return an array of values here. Then we can call process and then type in our CSS selector we want to use and then assign items to, and here's where it gets interesting. Because we want to fetch multiple values like the price and the title for each of the products, we'll need to define a second scraper. So you can just call scraper.define 
And then in here is where you call this content. And so we'll need to slim this down just a tiny bit because div.row was just fetching the first item in the row. But now, since we're already in an item, we just call prod link and then body s, and that will return the price and title. So we want our result call in this definition, and then result items goes here. So now our scraper is actually going to do something a little bit different. It's going to return an array of products. So we can just call scraper.each product, and then put this inside of here. I know it's a lot of code to tackle at once, but uh, once you get used to it, it's a pretty simple way to select multiple items in a single uh, screen scraping. And so let's just run this here. And notice that there we go. There's all the items printed out, the title and the price of each one. Now I'll show you one last trick here. Uh, let's say we want to get the URL that the link points to along with the title of the, the product. Well, because we're using the same selector for fetching the anchor tag for our product title, we can use this to access the URL here as well. And the way you do that is call, uh, let's call it, assign it to a variable called link, and then uh, you pass in an at sign, and then the attribute on that tag you're trying to access. And this will take the content of the href uh, attribute on the anchor tag and assign it to a link variable. So we can just pass this along here and then print it out in here as well. And try running this again. And so now we have the URL to our product uh, along with our price and title. So that's how you access attributes on tags along with the content. So as you can see, Scrapey is pretty flexible in accessing a lot of different content from the page at one time. So that finishes up this episode on screen scraping using the Scrapey gem. Uh, there are, of course, a number of things you'd want to add to a real production application, such as error handling, what if no products are found, for example, and handling all the little tiny exceptions some websites throw in. For example, at Walmart, uh, there sometimes the price is listed in a different tag depending on the product and, and the, the discounts and so on. So uh, make sure to just to fully explore uh, and test out every single condition when dealing with screen scraping because uh, a lot of websites have a lot of variables uh, in the interaction. Sponsored in part by RubyMine, a Rails IDE from JetBrains. It provides smart code completion, Rails refactorings, version control integration, and more. For a free 30-day trial, visit jetbrains.com ruby. Also sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.